Hey, Hoff, why don't you start the movie? Holy shit. We're doing another episode of Obscure Chatter. This is actually episode 13, which by the time it drops, will be, it'll be like a year since we started this thing. Welcome. If this is your first episode, I'm sorry. And, I mean, you're here, so I guess I'm not that sorry. I'm Terry Doty. Today, my guest is someone that I miss dearly, and I'm forced to lock herself in a booth so I could talk to her. It's Felicia Angel. Welcome. Well, hi. Thanks for having me. Mm, um, I <laughs> I did love whenever I got your top five. Uh, for those who don't know, the top five is basically the way I've, uh, I was explaining it to um because she was she's still having some trouble figuring out her top five i'm like okay like we've been dating for a while i'm coming over what do you want me to see that's like really important to you she's like oh i don't know that's that's really that's a very complicated question (laughs) (laughs) well think on it but you mentioned several and i've known you for a while now i'm like yeah that's the most felicia list that's ever felicia i think yeah, it uh. <laughs> it all pretty much tracks. Like, there's no big surprise <laughs> here. I'm actually, I'm pretty confident that anyone who follows me on social media is going to guess, like, immediately what what we're watching. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, and I'll just n- never confirm or deny it, but that's, that. I, I forget who I, it was episode and i had my friend text me this and i knew he was listening to it he's like is it and i went yeah and he's like yeah that wasn't subtle at all like oh (laughs) well you or you're really good i don't know however you want to do it but i found out that steven has never seen it but i think this is where perhaps age plays into it because steven's like about seven years older than me and you and i are about the same age i think I think so. Yeah. And yeah, this was um, it's one that even people in my in our age group, uh, it kind of passed some people up. Uh, So it's really cool to kind of be able to show to people. And it makes my heart so happy because uh, my husband, Graham, had also not ever seen it. And now we have watched it so many times that uh, it's quoted in everyday conversation and that's love <laughs> to me right there is just everything's it, a is. bit all the same pop culture references <laughs> it really is i i don't know about you are you and Graham about the same age yeah um he's like six months older than me something like that um is not by Scandalous. a lot i know <laughs> But for, uh, and I think this works out even if you're, there isn't a huge, I don't think Stephen and I are so far apart in age. Sometimes I mess with him and he's like, hey, you remember that growing up? I'm like, no, because I was a baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, don't make it weird. I'm like, I'm not making it weird. I can if you want. He's like, no, thank you. But um, where he, we try to watch things that were special to one another where he's like, this was a really big deal to me as a kid. I'm like, this was a really big deal to me. And, uh, like, what was it? One he showed me that I'd never seen. And I feel, like, so stupid because it was uh, actually really great. But uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes? I have never never seen it. it, But there was a poster of it in the Blockbuster in Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, And it 
I don't know. It had like the guy being like a puppet master up in the sky, and yeah. it scared me so much. I've never watched the movie. <laughs> well, I think um, I think it's worth a watch. I think if you were a kid, or like if I had a kid or something, I'd probably be like, oh, they might enjoy this, but. Then the actor brain set in, and I'm like, oh, this was clearly shot a year later because those kids have grown up. Or uh, <laughs> Pam Greer was in it, and I was kind of obsessed with Pam, Pam Greer for a while. And I'm like, oh, my God, they dubbed over her. That's not Pam Greer's voice. And Steven's like, just watch the fucking movie. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's impossible. What we do ruins things. Um, <laughs> but it's true. Um we we can't watch animation. I I clock every time an actor is dubbed. Um, anytime that oh, like yeah. their back is turned and their chin flaps don't match what's actually <laughs> being said. And Graham is he has turned to me during movies and just said like could could you please stop? I just I want to like this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's the same or uh. Uh, we, we, Stephen and I, like one of our guilty pleasures is uh, the Vampire Diaries series. All there, there's the Vampire Diaries, there's the originals, and now there's Legacies. But uh, there was like a pool scene that we were watching today, and I'm like, wow, they didn't know how to mic for this pool scene. Although <laughs> this is ADR, <laughs> but, but like, and it works because Stephen's an audio dork. But like, if I'm watching something with Sarah, uh, she's like, uh huh, yeah, that's interesting. Shut up. That, <laughs> we could do that. We could do that instead. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, uh, but I think uh, with this one particularly, uh, obviously nostalgia plays a lot into books, movies, television, pretty much anything. Even the way that I dress now, I think, is a conscious effort to be like, I established long time ago that my look is basically basically going to be hoodie, chucks, jeans, t-shirt. And it really hasn't changed, and I'm almost 40. Um, but with this one, uh, I was in the hospital for a while, and for some reason, this movie played constantly. Really? And, and I did not want—I had never seen it. And then by the, by the end of my stay, I was, like, quoting lines verbatim, <laughs> like, with other kids, like, on my floor, just like, hey, are you watching this? They're like, of course we're watching this. We're— not stupid. This is a great fucking movie. Uh, it's so good. And I didn't know. Tip to tail. The the whole thing. Like, honestly, it is one of the few movies in the world that I think if you got me started with the opening line, I could just do the whole thing. Like, we're locked and loaded. We're in this now. Like, so I'm I'm sick. You're taking care of me, Felicia. Like, yeah, do it. And oh. I'm like, all right, opening scene. <laughs> Yes, it's like I'm there. <laughs> I don't have many films that I could do that on, but I do, yes, I do love quoting things like this. And we're watching it with subtitles because it's easier than dealing with uh, the underlaying of audio since Felicia, uh, like, spoiler alert, I may have already said this. I'm pretty sure I did, but Felicia and I are not in the same room right now. Felicia is in a different time zone. Um, but Steven's never seen this movie, and he's watching it with subtitles, and I'm like, I feel like I'm doing him a disservice right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like once this is done, just just load it right back up. This is It's actually how I used to watch movies back when we had the VHS tapes. I had one with the auto-rewind, and while it's rewinding, you just go make a snack, and you just come back, press play again, watch it again. You 
just do that for yourself. I'm so excited. It's one of those things, like there are a few games and, and shows and books that if I could just delete the file from my brain and experience it again for the first time, I would do it in a heartbeat. So I'm like weirdly jealous uh, of anyone <laughs> who has the opportunity to experience it for the very first time. See, see that makes me really happy because this uh, is is one that sometimes I feel like nostalgia in your memory doesn't live up to what the film actually is. Because sometimes, you know, especially when you're a kid, you're like, oh, I love this movie. And then you watch it again. You're like, oh, I. Yes. Uh, There especially there was so much like experimental animation and media in the like late 80s and through the Mm -hmm. 90s that you go back and watch some stuff and you're like, who I was clearly unsupervised. Why was I allowed (laughs) to have this? Who said this was okay? <laughs> um, I just rewatched uh on Hulu. I just watched drop rewatched Drop Dead Fred. And I'm like, this is in no way a child's movie. <laughs> and my mom my mom was like, What are you talking about? There, I mean, it's about an imaginary friend. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> he is constantly like talking about like getting down with other people and it's about a girl that's uh it's about a woman that's lost her sense of childhood wonder yes but uh, i mean she's getting cheated on fred's like going between the mom's legs and being like oh cobwebs i'm like this does not seem like a child's movie at all oh my but i gosh. still loved it so. yes even <laughs> even things that are like classic so like hocus pocus which is another just high up there nostalgic movie for me it opens just talking about virgins we're murdering children the little girl talks about yabos um (laughs) (laughs) oh a young thorough birch oh my god yeah what did you call them zach yabos uh (laughs) or yeah or i mean it and like thackeray binks the opening scene is like his sister dying (laughs) and getting murdered Uh. oh you're like, oh, Disney. (laughs) Oh, you. I mean, yeah, if you think about anything too much. (laughs) So we can talk about films all day, but I want to know, you and I worked together recently remotely on something, and we only caught up very briefly, but you're in California right now. How how are things going just in general? I mean, it's, you know... Uh, I moved for real, um, because we, we've been out here since, um, late 2019. Uh, my husband is a registered nurse and he got a chance to come out here on a traveler's contract to sort of test the water, see if we liked it. And spoilers, we did. Um, but we (laughs) went back and got all of our stuff and drove the, the U-Haul and the dog and everything here seriously one week before the initial lockdown. Um, So we it was really funny because I I kind of like was being a hermit that whole week because I hate to have things still in boxes. So I was like, we're going to unpack everything and get settled. And then like next week, I'll start going out and socializing again. And here we are, um, <laughs> you know, 84 years later. But uh, but yeah, things have been going really well. Um, people here are. I don't know. It it can be daunting to think of what a like larger 
uh, market this is than where we're coming from. And there are the rules are a little different. Things are a little more uh, structured, I would say, than Mm -hmm. like uh, than Dallas uh, was in my experience. But everyone has been so welcoming and so kind and so helpful um, that I'm honestly a little overwhelmed by it. Uh, it's, it's been really, really lovely and I'm, I'm excited to get out there and participate more fully once the world makes any kind of damn sense again. Uh, so whenever that is, but, uh, but yeah, it's been good. We're, we're getting all settled and, uh, I'm, I'm really glad we moved, uh, cause we were in this, uh, in a, apartment that served us well but uh it was really dark and everything was like gray and modern which is not my style at all i'm like a pinterest board come to life like i'm so basic it's like i want fairy lights (laughs) i have a table that i painted that's like our the main feature of our kitchen and uh i like things to feel like i don't ever want you to come to my house and feel like you can't sit somewhere or like you can't put your feet on something um, right. And so we, way. yeah, we, we moved like right before all of this started. And I'm so glad because we have so much natural light. And uh, because Graham is a nurse, uh, he has been working directly with uh, some COVID patients. And so I have not gone like out of the house um, this whole time. And I'm going a little bonkers. Um, I, I very briefly, uh, from six feet of feet apart, uh, told some people hello today at a coffee shop where Graham was, was just running to get our curbside. Uh, and I was super weird. So everybody just like (laughs) buckle up for that when we can all see each other again is I, it's been like two months and I've forgotten how to be a person. Um, I don't think it's going to get better from here. (laughs) I yeah, I'm kind of the same way and I've been uh watching obviously like you get to the point where um I'm I got I got a little snippy with YouTube. All I was doing was watching it. I'm like, "No, I want new content that doesn't have just computer available audio. I'm so fucking tired of like people being people being in their houses. I'm I'm in my house. I want you to do something really nice." And like, "Well, we're all on the same thing." I'm like, "I know. I know. I'm just I'm so uh like i celebrated my birthday in lockdown my birthday was april 4th and steven and initially had all of this stuff planned he's like we're gonna he's like what do you want to do for your birthday i'm like i just want to do something uh like once a month i try to do something that i've never done before i'm like i just want to do something funky and i want to eat some really yummy food so we went to like uh, we were going to go to like my favorite place to get soup dumplings and uh, i wanted to visit a psychic uh, I've only visited like the, you know, being in New Orleans. So of course it's a, oh my God, she's totally legit. I'm like, I don't, I've always got to take like people that I can find just easily that will take anybody that happens to just walk by. I'm always going to take them with like a, hmm, I don't know. Um, but, uh, none of that happened. So Steven got all that stuff ordered and he went and got the stuff, but you know, getting soup dumplings in Dallas to the mid-cities area. I'm like, these are barely warm, but I don't care. They're still fucking delicious. And he got, like, these tres leche cupcakes. And and I just watched Keanu Reeves movies all day. And, uh, like, just different levels of Keanu. And I'm like, that's that's fine. But I did, it was one of those, 
I do not like people singing happy birthday to me. I'm like, I would die for someone to sing happy birthday to me right now, like a huge group of my friends. But instead, it was just like a, okay, cool. Steven's like, you want to watch another movie? I'm like, I want to take a break. And then I want to do some yoga with uh, the windows open. And um, (laughs) then I guess we can start watching movies again. And maybe I'll read. But it's that whole thing. Where you're just like, I I miss human interaction. I'm an introvert that feigns being an extrovert, but then I just want to be like, okay, I've interacted with people. Now I will go back into my shell. And now it's like, holy fuck, I, I miss people. We're social creatures. I get that. Yeah, I'm I'm very much the same way where um I I'm good at people, usually. Not now, mm-hmm. not anymore, maybe ever again. <laughs> but um you remember I, how Felicia used to be? In the before times. But uh, <laughs> the long, long ago. But um, yeah, I I am very comfortable with my own company. I, uh, I, I have siblings, but we were all sort of raised apart uh, with, with we're all halves. So we were just sort of scattered. And so I grew up more or less like an only child living with my grandmother. So I am totally fine by myself. But even I am like, I just want a novel experience. I just need yeah. something new. Um, there are some neighbors across the street who have uh, a big old pupper. He's a, a Rottweiler. And sometimes he uh, stands up on his hind legs and looks over the porch and I can see him. And that's like the highlight of my day now. That's just Aww. where we are. I'm just like, the dog's here. Um, and I also have a dog and it's just not as good as that one. So... <laughs> I forgot you have a dog. Uh, I, there is a yes, there is mine... a, a vaguely dog shaped creature that lives in my house. Yes, <laughs> like you think you can dog, but yeah, mine. It's that I think a lot of people are dealing with that where the dog has finally realized they're like, oh my god, my wish came true. You're you never leave. <gasps> but like even even then, I get this suspicion that it's like. Why are you still here? Kind of, I'm like, I I wish I could explain it to you, but I mean, your dad can still go out here and there, but you're kind of stuck with me for the time being. Like, a, but why? Yeah, my dog is already, she's done with me. Um, it's one of those things where uh, everybody makes the joke about dogs becoming like their owners. And this is definitely we share this but uh she'll she'll we kennel her at night because she has uh some separation anxiety and we don't like for her to eat everything um but Mm. she'll put herself in the kennel during the day just to not be near me um (laughs) she's just like (laughs) over it um we had these curtains that were like really long and she would like pull use her mouth to like pull the curtain around her bed as like a privacy shield (laughs) She'd just be like, we need some time apart. Holy shit. Yeah, I feel like mine is just kind of like, oh, hey, what's up? I'm like, oh, hey, like, you want to play? Like, no, I'm really good. I'm fine. Like, uh, wow. Even my dog's like, we need to get out. We need. I... I just can't, um, we're dealing with that or, like, kids across the street. I, I 
I I posted something on Twitter about this, but like kids across the street are like, oh, you're out in the daytime. I'm like, I yeah, like, we thought you were a vampire. I'm like, well, I think even a vampire at this point would be like, motherfucker, I got to get out. Like, Jesus. <laughs> like, I'm not even going to kill you. I just want to hang out. <laughs> I love it. But, uh, all yeah, the like, come out, be like, look, yes, we're here. We're real. Can we all please just, like, can someone Zoom call me? I'm so lonely. <laughs> Aliens, everything, like, hello, like, hi. Oh, although here in Texas, it's a little different. I think, uh, we, I've got a lot of feelings about the way Texas is handling stuff. But, um, uh, yeah, we got that. He, that salon owner that just stayed open despite like city orders and they tried to what was that they tried to jail her you know because she just wouldn't do it she just wouldn't stay not open she's like i've got kids to feed and like bitch like we're all going through some shit i understand that but um and then greg abbott was just like yeah we should let her out because you know she's just trying to do her thing like she broke the law like we're all kind of here we're all kind of here. And then, of course, like, my family members are like, let's talk about the fact that she's a blonde white woman. No, no, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. But um, gyms are set to open on on this Monday. And I'm like, why? What? Mm. Really? I mean, I miss going out and working out. I miss having cardio options. But, I mean, YouTube exists. Guys, come on. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and then yeah, reading about different protocols that other states are taking. I'm like, what? Well, I I think this is just an. Uh, this is all just bad. This is all yeah, This is all bad, Felicia. <laughs> Everything bad. is terrible. We did it. That's the end. <laughs> the, the end of the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, <laughs> everything is terrible, and then it or, or it's just uh yeah, and then yeah, and then it gets quiet, and we both just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> we're all really great at this um no aside from that it's uh also just figuring out books um because i've been reading purely digital i've got hardcore like hardcover uh paperback and all that i'm like no i feel like i have to save those because i don't know when i'm going to feel safe enough to physically buy a book again i well luckily I have been uh, failing to read books that I have purchased since 2015. So I am set. (laughs) This could last for maybe literal ever. And I would not run out of reading material because I would every time somebody recommends something, I'll like go and buy it. And then it just sits Mm -hmm. there and I look at it and I think someday when I have time and then I play Animal Crossing and Netflix and yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few of those or I've just recently started getting into audiobooks. There's something about because of what we do that it's hard to watch it's hard to watch animation and it's hard to listen to things when I'm not at work. I am like, no, I want to watch like real actors like physically moving. I don't want to have to look at people's flaps and I don't want to hear, uh, you know, or just like just listen. I just want to be able to break apart with that. But I finally owned up to that. And uh, what was it? Listening to Hunger Games. Like I've never Ooh. listened to Hunger Games. It's Tatiana Maslany. 
who narrates it. That's Orphan Black, baby. Like, oh, bring it. Bring it. And uh, Neil Gaiman's got a new uh, full vocal cast for the Sandman series. Like, uh, yeah, let's go. And so uh, just getting into that and uh, not not complaining about that at all. But I think we're all just kind of dealing with it where we we want that escapism. But it's really hard to justify, like, things that cost money right now because we don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, but I don't know. You, we just got to find different ways to escape. I think I, I, my first bout of like being like, I'm just going to hide away. It's like shortly after my dad passed away, I just kind of locked myself in his house because I had to kind of take care of stuff in South Texas. So I lived alone in his house for like over a year. And it got to the point where one of his friends knocked on the door like, hey, we're taking you to lunch. I'm like, <laughs> like blinking at like the the sunlight. Like, what? Wh- wh- why? And like, because you need to get out. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. They're like, you are twitching. Get her. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> no. I smell. They're like, we don't care. Like, we're taking you to lunch. Like, you got to get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> no, I'm like, now we're all just kind of locked away, and I'm running into that thing where Steven will be gone all day at the studio just doing everything remotely, and then he'll come home, and I'm like, I have more license to all the things in this house than you do. He's like, okay. <laughs> Calm down. This is mine like, uh, now. <laughs> yeah, what's the password that I created while you were gone? Um, <laughs> turn up? Damn it, that's right. Fuck. You know me so well. Man, yeah, uh, Graham was so sweet uh, recently because I, I've gone through some cycles here, um, and mm-hmm. for a while I was super productive, and it was honestly kind of nice to uh, to have the break in the schedule and just not have anything that I was sort of expected to be doing, um, and yeah, then once— that. That sort of fell away because uh, it was like, oh, okay, so now this is for for always. All right. Um, Your girl got real acquainted with the couch. Um, (laughs) And uh, Graham was so sweet because uh, I like we we like a theme day. Uh, We're very Mm -hmm. committed to sort of the creation of magic from the mundane. Uh, just making things special by being excited about them. I think it's a it's a superpower that we all have at our fingertips. Um, and I had done some fun day for him. Oh, we were he uh, we're reliving some of his childhood and watching all of the wrestles mania in order. <laughs> uh, and he wanted to do something fun for me, and he actually did this whole virtual Disney day for me, um, mm-hmm. where I I watch a lot of uh, like Disneyland walkthroughs, and uh, people will do videos of the rides and stuff, and so uh, we we're sort of we're like pretending like okay we won like a a contest and we get to use their secret Disney. Uh, super science and you can go to any park you can go on any ride at any point in history so like if you if I wanted to watch the Halloween parade from our honeymoon we could use our like Disney time travel and go do that and uh, it was so so sweet he uh, we got like churros flavored cereal 
Um, <laughs> and he made uh, chocolate-covered pineapple spears for me. And it was just like we were just sitting on our couch, but something about the that escapism, that collective suspension of disbelief that we weren't just, you know, in our PJs on our sofa. We were having this larger-than-life experience. Helped so much to sort of reset uh, my brain and and bring me around a little. But it's hard. Um, you know, there. this is just a, an unprecedented sort of strange time that we're in. And so uh, just as a, a PSA to anybody who's listening, like w- whatever it is that you're needing to do to cope, to survive, to get through this, like we're here with you. There's there's no shame in this because it's all new and it's weird. This is weird. And I think we can I think all just owning up it. to the fact that it's weird. Owning up yeah. to the fact that it's weird. I love that you guys do that. I'm, I might take a, you know, a lesson out of that playbook. Um we we do with the audiobooks like Stephen has dyslexia and I off uh, I'm a speed reader so sometimes I feel like I'm like well yeah I've read two books and he's like I I'm still on the same book and I'm like maybe I should quit sounding like such a prick about it. but I'm just happy that because I used to be a very slow reader but with audiobooks it helps level the playing field and we've been trying to connect with books on different levels like uh he just finished the audiobook for uh the graveyard book by neil gaiman um and um that's a book that i fell in love with because of the audiobook for like about five years ago and um we're talking about how it hit us in different ways emotionally and that's just not something that we'd ever done before uh we do read uh the same stuff but it uh, we rarely talk about it in the way that we have been in the past couple of months. So I'm appreciative of that. But I mean, yeah, you do. Uh, I had a, a moment this last week where I'm I'm in the middle of writing book two of my, my science fiction thing. And I felt bad that I felt bad. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I, I'm just not feeling it today. But then the, you know, the work heavy work, work, work uh, logic that has always been kind of like pushed on to me is uh, you have the time and you're not recording anything else right now. You have the time. If you're not writing, you're wasting time. I'm like, yeah, I don't feel good, though. Right. <laughs> I don't feel like it and if i try to write right now it's just going to be writing to write and i'm not going to enjoy what i wrote um and i think sometimes whenever i review something after like a first or second draft i'm like wow i was over it when i was writing this um I even do that sometimes when I've seen, like, a script that I've written. I'm like, wow, it's just, I went, you fucking figure it out. I don't, (laughs) (laughs) man. But it took a lot uh, to, because I'm, I I think my pride definitely does, uh, like, not uh, help as much as hinder sometimes, where it's like a, no, uh, I just didn't feel good. And with all of this, like, knowing friends that are freaking therapists, they're like, I, 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 I'm struggling and I know like everything, you know, on paper, I know why I am, but that doesn't mean that that suddenly goes away. Um, It's bananas right now. Yeah, it's gosh, just uncovering all the things that we distract ourselves with. 
too, um, mm-hmm. having all of that sort of stripped away. But I, I've gone through a very similar thing. I have some projects that I'm working on and yeah, there's a part of me that feels guilty. It's like, well, you you could have been finished with this if you had focused. And it's like, well, how mm-hmm. am I supposed to focus? Everything's on fire. Um, and it, it's a really interesting opportunity to sort of uh, learn to be gentle with yourself and to mm-hmm. strip away some of those uh, coping mechanisms that weren't serving and i think overwork this uh this grind this hustle gig culture um a lot of times we get caught up in this trap of thinking that that particular kind of productivity is the only sort of virtue that that's the only way that's what success looks like exclusively Um, And instead to say maybe it's more successful if I do like what I'm doing, if I'm happy, Mm -hmm. if I'm taken care of, if I'm as kind to myself as I am to other people, um, instead of just constantly uh, pushing aside that hard work uh, for the illusion of being too busy to participate in your own happiness and self-care. And it's just really interesting yeah. and it's but it's difficult like to have the that sort of rug pulled out from under you so quickly and to have it happen globally um just insane it, it's pretty just I, I mean you hit the nail on the head uh, actually I'm like I'm like trying not to dwell too much on that but it's uh the whole thing where if you had basically come to me uh, and told me exactly how I was feeling earlier this week, there's no way I would have been like, well, suck it up. You got the free time. I would have been like, dude, take your time. This is hard and all this stuff. I'm like, but for some reason, when it's me, like, Mm -hmm. nah. Like that, yes, your happiness is just kind of like, yeah, happiness is great. You know what else is great? Having a finished manuscript. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) But, like, seriously, is it? But uh, I had another friend um, who's dealing with a, a parent uh, just now getting out of the hospital, not COVID-related, but uh, message them, you know, do the little friend check-in. Like, I'm not doing great. I'm like, well, talk to me. Like, well, this, 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 this. Um, and uh, I don't want to bother my family with this. I'm like, bother me. Let's go. I'm like, well, I mean, you've got enough going on. I'm like, we've all got enough going on, but we can't be afraid. Like, that's in the friendship contract that, you know, we all just kind of agreed to when it's a, hey, I like hanging out with you. I like hanging out with you. And know that in a moment's notice, that friendship contract can be invoked at any given time. Do you want to talk? Let's go. Yes. I love oh it. Oh my gosh. I uh Tia uh Tia Ballard for those of you guys who don't know is my bestie and she getting to be close to her and and our friendship helped me so much with that um just because I was I was raised to be self-reliant to be uh mm-hmm. tough. And you know there, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that, but one of them is this, the fallacy of perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. Uh, it is a no. lie. 
And uh, getting to know Tia, it was really frustrating in the beginning because she would ask me to, like, show me you're ugly. Like, here are ugly feelings I have. And it makes me feel less alone to know that other people might have those ugly thoughts and feelings, too. And so I didn't realize I had kind of built my life around showing the illusion of perfection. And I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that that was alienating to people because it's not relatable. It's not uh, it's not likable. And it's it makes other people feel like their very real uh, ugly is too much if you just show up with this veneer. And it was really difficult, but I'm so thankful to her because it is freeing. It is liberating to, like we were Mm -hmm. talking about earlier, uh, you know, see people at the coffee shop and be like, hey, I was going to stay in the car because I'm not wearing a bra and my pants are on inside out, but I had to come (laughs) say hi to you. Um, And like, it's it's just such a breath of fresh air when somebody runs up and is like, hey, I'm not perfect, but I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. It um well it's that whole uh I've been rewatching Kill Bill, the only Tarantino films that I enjoy. Uh but there is that whole thing, it's the Superman problem where it's like, I don't feel like I could have a beer with Superman, but I could definitely get down on some fucking like karaoke with Clark Kent. Okay, like it's I I don't need a by the way, like I rescued this damsel, this damsel, this damsel. I'm like, hey, can we talk about how shitty the public transit is? Can we talk (laughs) about that? Uh, Or um, a weird example is I had a horrendous last year and I didn't realize at the time last year, this time last year, that 2020 would be like, (laughs) you don't even know. Uh, But uh, I was at a convention, and it's that thing when you first get to a convention that, um, like, you know, like, hey, this person's going to be helping you out this weekend, and da-da-da-da-da. And I immediately want us to be cool, but I feel like me trying for us to be cool actually makes it more awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I had a medical emergency, which I've talked about on this show, but after that, the next day, they were a lot more human to me, and it's because <laughs> it was just this, uh, oh, you you just saw a very, very big flaw, and that really chilled you out. It's unfortunate. <laughs> it's unfortunate that that happened to me, but, like, we were just a lot more at ease with each other, and it's just, I don't know, I have this, like, idea that people have, yeah, this... Uh, this idea of how, what they're going to be like when they meet me and or what I'm going to be like when I meet them. And sometimes it's a, oh, hey, like there's Terry. Like, what up, bitch? I'm like, hey, um, I can call myself a bitch. You yes. can't. Um, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to make us friends. I get it. Yeah, it's it's a that's such a weird um, part of doing what we what we do for a living and and I think just uh even for people who don't do what we do uh existing on mm-hmm. social media like having this sort of curated uh way that people get to know you they only get to know you through things that you want and choose to share uh and mm-hmm. I it's weird for me um cuz I'm very private but I realized like I had to start 
sharing things that weren't so pristine because people were afraid to curse in front of me when they met me in person, uh, which is hilarious to anyone who has ever worked with me. I do. I try to keep it professional, but I curse like a sailor in my regular life. Um, I just say some horrible things, but I don't on social media because that's, you, you know, it's it's a more it's the more polished version. But uh, it also is strange because people will form this idea of you and I'm I'm never like even in my regular life super cool with that. Um, I don't know. There's some. It's I'm very stubborn, and so there's this weird like no that happens when somebody's like that's so you. I'm like no, um, which is a weird silly knee jerk thing because to be known is uh, I'm lovely. Just, I'm just, I'm just so <laughs> oh, it's so uh. hard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so when people like sort of cast you in this mental role and and form this idea and then like you are unable to live up to that because you are a, a human person it's strange mm-hmm. and cons are usually where where those things kind of converge uh where it's like you know and and even the line i know we've all talked about this before but like the lines between who a character is versus who i am um, mm-hmm. And people will show up with an emotional attachment to this character, which I love. I, I hope that you do. It means that every person who was part of the creative process did something right, that you found a character that you love. But um, just because I could tap into them doesn't mean I am that person. And it's, yeah. it's difficult, um, especially like for me, <laughs> I feel like I go through the world and I'm just this like, I'm like a little gremlin person um, and I'm just like, Meh! and people will show up and be like, you are this very like sultry character. And I'm like, oh, no, please don't. That's not, it's not ever no, going to be. <laughs> No, 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 don't do like I'm watching this happen and I want to say no, but I feel like me saying no is going to make this worse Um, (laughs) or uh, like that happened. And I've mentioned it on the show before, but like with Virgo from Fairytale, it's a hey, Virgo, you're princess. And I'm like, that's Virgo. Terry really does not like being bossed around. but it's like, a, oh, she was really important to me. I'm like, oh, that's great. I'm I'm really happy that that resonated with you and that, you know, you're watching the stuff. Thank you. Keep it legal. And it's like, a, so isn't it great that Virgo can do this? I'm like, um, I, yeah. I mean, it is in the, the realm of the storytelling. They're like, what do you think she would do? I'm like, you can't ask me what I think Virgo would do because it's not what Virgo would do. Um, but... Yeah, you uh, um with social media in general, I think it it gives that false sense. Uh, there was a friend who kind of quits social media and uh, had a really deep talk with her her dad who is in no, he doesn't get social media at all. It's like, "Well, I just see the way these people, you know, they're thriving on social media." He's like, "How do you know that?" I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "How do you know they're thriving?" I'm like, "Well, the pictures." He's like, "Those are pictures." Mhm. And it just kind of like snapped her out of that that mentality like damn dad i'm thinking about that now jesus 
It's Great. true because because it's cultivated content. We get to show mm-hmm. the sides of ourselves that we would like to have shown. And I, I don't necessarily think that's bad, but yeah, Mm-mm. it's not the whole story. For me, I realized I had to uh, to start sharing and being a little more personal. Uh, gosh, this was maybe two years ago. Um, Aaron Dismuke posted something and I replied with a your mom joke. Uh, which again, <laughs> if you have met me even one time in person and yeah. <laughs> not at like a con, uh, this is no shock. This is very much, but, uh, I had fans DMing me to see if I was hacked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, re- I was like, oh, I think I, I have polished this too much because those other things are also a part of me. I also am, you know, I try to be a, a positive person and a force for uh, kindness in the world. Uh, but, like, that's not all I am. Uh, and I didn't realize no, I had kind of erased this whole other side of me uh, until that moment. And Aaron, somebody even said that they were like, is this really you? And Aaron was like, she does this all. The- Don't worry about it. It's, this is fine. Um, right. <laughs> or, yeah. uh, I did that with... Um... Joel forever ago. It was like that ice bucket challenge when we were all trying to raise awareness for ALS. And uh, I nominated him. And <laughs> Joel's like, I nominate Terry Doty for like the hot bucket of urine challenge. And people were like, uh, like, like, oh, my God, who is this guy? Like, he's like verbally attacking you. I'm like, that's just Joel and I being like Joel and me. Like, Joel's like the brother that... Um, I actually have, but I talked to this one and, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but yeah, like you don't know, or like sometimes, uh, like someone will talk about like my boobs and I'm like, Hey, uh, I don't, uh, don't talk about my breasts. And they're like, Oh, so Tatum can do it. I'm like, well, yeah, he's my friend. And (laughs) like, yeah, it's different. There are different rules for different people, but like that social media thing. I think you need to start off, like, with that base where it's like, I don't know. But then you see friends that also do it, too, or, like, you're only talking about work. I need you to be a real person because I'm not following you to, like, get a cast announcement. I'm following you because I want to I wanna hang out with you digitally. Yeah. So, and there it's it is. It's that fine line to walk, but it it is also a little bit of protection uh, in that way. Just, I... I don't know. It's like in real life, but in this whole other way that you teach people how to treat you. Um, Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a double edged sword because I do think because I uh, spend so much time on more wholesome content. And that is what I am comfortable sharing publicly that I have been very thankfully shielded from a lot of the um, the worser, worser, the worser treatment. Um, that some other people get um, just because, you know, that's that's the expectation. But then it's also hard because I'll try to share uh, a struggle or something real uh, and be like, you know, oh, cinnamon roll, too pure for this world. And it's like, no, I'm a person. I'm I'm a real human person with foibles and flaws and like. Like right now, I smell terrible. I'm in a I'm in a closet in my house and I'm sweaty and it's <laughs> bad. Um, and like 
you know, I just exist on a very real uh, human plane and I'm not like as much as I spent so much of my life like trying to appear perfect, I'm now suddenly petrified that maybe I appear perfect uh, on social media. <laughs> like, no, oh, please. I get that. <laughs> See, but with you, yeah, I guess maybe it's that I didn't. I didn't really know you, but uh, it's the weirdest thing is I heard the voices that you were doing. And I'm like, oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> and I'm like, you are very sweet. But then, like, I forget where we were the first time, like, we hung out. I'm like, oh, but we could, like, hang out. Like, uh, let's, and then, yeah, like, it cut to, like, let's do popcorn and Tales from the Crypt marathon. Let's do that. Yes. I do. While let's we're talking about that, I have food. to say that is one of my favorite things that has ever happened and you were already (laughs) very much endeared to me but you like that is such a big deal to me to like I love when my worlds collide so uh for the people listening uh I Terry and Steven had me and Tia and my nephew who was visiting over uh and we watched Tales from the Crypt and Terry like curated a list of like more kid appropriate <laughs> episodes and stuff because we had some super awkward <laughs> moments after that because he fell in love with the show and wanted to watch it and we had some you didn't like know how everyone much I shielded you from <laughs> didn't and because I I watched it growing up but I just totally forgot that it was on like HBO so there were definitely some mm. moments of all of us on the couch staring straight ahead like no <laughs> nobody look at each other this is we're in it now um, but that meant so much and it's just it was such a, a lovely gesture and I still I talk about it to people I'm like you know if you want to know how awesome Terry is. She didn't, she did not have to do that. Oh. But uh, I live for that stuff. I, I forget where I was. And uh, it's that, you know, th- where you kind of raise yourself. It's not a great place to be. And you don't know until you're older. They're like, oh, I should not have been raising myself that much. Fuck. Um, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, uh, like, watching Tales from the Crypt, like, it was one of the only shows I was allowed to watch in English when I lived with my grandmother. For some reason, the, the cable had messed up. She had no channels. Like, they took away her cable. But for some reason, she still had HBO. And huh. uh, I was like, I want to watch HBO. She's like, you can watch HBO, but then you got to go to bed. I'm like, okay. Can I still watch Conan tomorrow night? I'm like, yes, you can watch Conan, but then the rest is going to be nothing but, like, Univision or Telemundo. That's it. Um. And, uh, yeah, it was just one of those things, like, as a kid, it soothed me, even though, like, yeah, like, all right, the Crypt Keeper's about to come out of the coffin, and I would cover my cousin's ears. That was part of each episode, is covering her ears, because she did not like his laugh. Um, but you, uh, you just kind of, I forget where I was, and I was with Sarah, because Sarah's my best friend, and I, (laughs) she, oh, we were getting our tattoos, our Wednesday Adam best friend tattoos, and I, uh, she had a tag showing, and I tucked it in, and the artist, who I've gotten to know a little bit since then, he's like, are you a mom? You have some serious mom energy. I'm like, (laughs) I get that. I get that a lot, but I just, yeah, I love, I love to do little things like that and create little things, but also then, I mean, same token, you and Tia together uh, is so cool because you guys always end up, like, I, I think outdoing, like, any party that I can think of where it's like, a, yeah, it's going to be this simple thing. And then I get there, I get to any party you guys have thrown, and, and I'm like, Jesus, have I been to a party before? The food is, like, 
insane, but it's also like a threatening amount of food. <laughs> like that is they might that, want to kill us. <laughs> my heart, because it's it's so true. Um, it's it's too much, and I always know it's going to be too much. <laughs> but that's something when she and I were starting to be friends, we would talk about that the muchness, like growing up and feeling like. You had to to sort of cut yourself smaller to you know shrink down a little bit um, to just make it to to fit in mm-hmm. um, and to just be around someone where I don't know there is never a point with Tia where we come up with an idea and I feel like oh no it's gonna it's gonna be too much and she's gonna walk me back it's always like. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we'll, we just, like, we'll coordinate things to make sure it's like, okay, this party said that the dress code was pretty casual. Is the six-foot hoop skirt with the LED lights in it too much? <laughs> and she'll just be like, no, I'll just pull out the one that I have. It will match. It'll be fine. Honestly, uh, it's not enough. Uh <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's also the thing with her is, uh, you know, if I say that, then she'll show up and she'll have the skirt and then she'll also have like a hat and gloves that match and, you know, it'll be a whole thing. Uh, but it's comforting to know that there's it, it's that whimsy. It's that making magic out of nothing. Um, and she's the magic out of the mundane. Yeah. Yes. And she's just it. amazing at that. And it it's so inspirational to me. And it uh. I don't know, it's really liberating to to just be like, I'm going to go for it. And it's pushed me to do things that I ordinarily uh, would probably have talked myself out of, like uh, just some cool crafting things we've made, uh, like for our Disney trips and, and doing our Disney bound outfits and stuff. Uh, for last year, we went to the Haunted Mansion 50th party and I made a pair of Madame Leota themed ears uh, with like LED lights. And it was it's some of the most fun that I've had was just like conceptualizing this thing and being creative in a way that is not burdened with paying my bills. Uh, it's yeah. so much fun <laughs> to just remember that you can do that. It's like, oh, I can just love a thing. I can just have fun. Uh, and she's going to be, you know, just a cheerleader the whole way. Um, and just, you know, any point where I'm like too much, she's like, nope, I'll, I'll rise to meet the level. Just keep it going. I want to see where, <laughs> I want to see how far you'll take this. Can I ask, because um, I rem- I don't remember exactly when you guys started hanging out the way that you did, but when I did, I'm like, I feel like they've always been best friends. But when did that, when did y'all really kind of click? It's so weird, because we talk about it, it's only been like four years. Um, really? I know, it's insane. <laughs> we will talk to each other, and like, I caught myself doing it one of the last times, oh, it must have been for the, the Halloween party, because I, um, we, we were sort of, I was going back and forth between Texas and California for a, a lot of, uh, end of year last year, and I went back to, uh, to help Tia, and to, uh, we do our big Halloween party. Um, <laughs> and we were just walking around, and I got, like, a jingle from this commercial that used to play in Lafayette, Louisiana, like a local business commercial, and I sang the jingle, and she just looked at me. And I was like, you know, it's the, like, oh, 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 Lens. That, you, you know, oh, Lens. And she's like, I don't, I didn't grow up where you grew up. 
And it's like upsetting to realize that she'll do the same thing to me. And it's like, how, like, how were you not at my wedding? Of course you were there. You're my best friend. It's like, I didn't know you. Um, but yeah, we got, uh, I I sometimes do this thing where, like, I'll just get a vibe. And so I had seen Tia around, and I was like, I don't know. It's like a targeted, and I'm like, we're going to be friends. Um, and she, not purposefully, but she was like, no, energetically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we're good. No. No. Um, but you we had stay a mutual... there. I'll be here. <laughs> Yeah, but we had a mutual friend, Catherine, who I I was getting close to her, and I was like, I see you hang out with Tia. I want to hang out with Tia. I want to be friends. And in the beginning, I don't know if we liked each other. Like, we've talked about that. It was like, it was hard because it felt like we were constantly challenging each other's comfort zones. Um, Mm -hmm. And that has now just kind of become the hallmark of our relationship is— being able to look at each other and be like, hey, look, I get it. You're going through a thing. Let's go through it together. Like, wallow if you need to. But tomorrow, like, we're going to get our shit together. Um, And I love it. It's like a constant, like, I mean, obviously, there are also times where we just hang out in our pajamas and watch Drag Race and, like, eat pizza and are just chill. But in all of the ways that really count to me, she holds me accountable and she pushes me to be better. And like, I need mm-hmm. that in my life. And it's something that was too much for a lot of people growing up and especially uh, in my family. You know, people just sort of, I don't know, I can look at someone and see like, oh, I see where you are and I see where you could be. Let me help you get there. And there are people who just, they're happy where they are. And like, that's fine. But it's its hard for me when I see that it's like uh, harmful to them. And yeah, I don't know. And she and, uh, you know, my my husband is very much the same way. And our little friend group, it's like everybody wants to rise to that new level. And it's freaking cool. But yeah, only four years, if you can believe that. It's insane. I I don't. I don't believe it because it does. <laughs> uh, I forget. I think uh, I the first I remember hearing of you was uh, when we were doing Aesthetic of a Rogue Hero. Woohoo. Uh, so that was a while ago. And <laughs> yeah, because Stephen was still working at Funimation and you'd got him this, uh, gotten him this uh, Doctor Who cup. Yes, that was, uh, and, uh, yeah, that was so, I'm so glad people still liked me. I came from theater, <laughs> and I was so weird, but, like, it was, like, a rap gift, you know? Um, and No, I love that, because yeah. I'm totally down. Like, I actually, I've had to stop doing that. I'm like, I was thinking about, like, for recovery of an MML junkie, I was, like, I was thinking about getting Clifford this, and Steven's like, I mean, if you want to do that, why would you want to do that? I'm like, you don't get it! <laughs> Well, and especially we, we this uh, he and Colleen were so helpful to me. Um, Aesthetica was my first lead. And then mm-hmm. unless that, no, I he also uh, worked on uh, my first show, which I don't remember because it was also fan service. I don't remember if he was credited, so I won't say which one. But uh, mm-hmm. he and Colleen oh, as a team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for 
was my first like thing. I came and auditioned and Colleen uh, was super supportive and like gave me a callback, which is like the only time that's ever happened in anime for me. Um, like pretty much just be like, oh, cool. I liked your audition, but can you dub? Uh, and then I I got the part. And but the two of them were so like instrumental in making sure that like I was sharp enough to in my skill set and understood how things work to like succeed in other booths. Um, and I I was just so thankful to them. Um, I don't know if he knows this in our house uh, when I am trying to differentiate between like him and uh, Stephen Fu who is also a, a good friend of mine, uh, Graham will say, which Steven is it, Foo? Or I'm like, no, it's Scooch it, Steven. Um, <laughs> that was, Colleen would just ask him that, like, every time he'd be like, it doesn't fit. Well, could you scooch it? Just just scooch it. Just scooch. <laughs> it's scooched. I, I do that with, <laughs> uh, with Stephen Foo, who I think is... One of the most adorable people in the entire universe. Like, there's an energy. I can't really be super upset when I'm around Stephen Fu. Oh. Um, but uh, I forget. I was talking about like Stephen, 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 like my hot, my my husband. And um, I was talking about I forget what I was talking about. It was something sexual. And I'm like, just to be clear to everyone in the the lobby at Funny, I was like, just to be clear, I am not talking about Stephen Fu. We, um, and then I looked at him and I went, I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm married. He's like, you're married right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, Steven. <laughs> He's like, there's still time. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, I got to stop underestimating you. Like, <laughs> yes, he's wonderful. So he and I um, have known each other for years, and we take a bunch of classes together. Um, we don't mm-hmm. usually plan it. We we have started to, but in the beginning, it was just like, oh, we would end up in these workshops and stuff together. And he mm-hmm. is so, he is tenacious and relentlessly positive while he's doing the work and just a joy to work with. But I think for me, when I was like, oh, we're friends, was just realizing he's like secretly snarky, um, <laughs> which also me, uh, less secretly, I think. But, you know, I speak sarcasm as a second language. Uh, I wanted to be Daria so very badly. Um, oh my God! Yes, gosh. yes, so good. And like seeing those other sides of people, where I think it does, it just kind of reinforces not to get locked into a perception because you just never know what you know when they're gonna flip it. And his, he's so sharp, and uh, he does like improv and stuff, and he's so quick, and he'll like. Oh my gosh, was it is it a quote about Meryl Streep? It's like, you know, she'll cut you and have left the room before you realize you're bleeding. Um, and he's just so he can just like and then go. It's like, oh, ow. <laughs> See, for me, I feel like it's the opposite. I think people are terrified of me and then they're like, oh, you're really nice. I'm like, what do you guys think? <laughs> like you're gonna come in like I'm like an insult comic 24 uh, 7 but I'm like no that would be god that would be exhausting and that's right. what like what was it it was Greeley's wedding uh, it was the reception at his dad's house and we were all like talking about what drag race queen we would be yes and and they were like I was like Bianca and no one disputed that <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But it was that same thing where, like, Bianca's secretly very sweet, but it's that whole, like, yes, but I'm... You have to earn those levels of, like, you have to earn and fight through those levels of sarcasm and uh, whatever. You can't get to me. And then you're like, oh, wait, you're just chocolate in the middle, you little m M&M. and I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> Hi. Uh, but Tia was very much that same way. I forget where I hadn't really hung out with Tia and... Uh, we were at we were doing karaoke. I uh, at um, I think family karaoke, and Leah happened to just need people. Um, she was trying to help out Rob McCullum, like book people, because at the time Rob was uh, a television host for uh, WFAA. Uh, that's the ABC affiliate in Dallas. He needed people like in the audience for this like hypnotist. And Tia happened to be there, too. I think it was just one of those girls' nights that we tried to do um, for a while there. And then it's like, ah, I just... Organizing to hang out with, like, 20 other people is really exhausting. I'm never doing this again. But um, <laughs> without without it being just a party. Um, but I said yes. And for some reason, I didn't know Tia all that well. And I went, but only if Tia comes with me. <laughs> and Tia's like... I'm sorry, what? I'm like, I'll go if Tia goes. And Tia's like, I guess I'll go. And then so it came to the night before, and I'm like, hey, so you're going to try to wimp out on me about getting up really early and being on television, so you're going to stay the night at my place. And she's like, I'm sorry, what? I'm like, you're staying the night at my place? So you can't back out of this. <laughs> and so we we ended up having like a, just kind of a slumber party moment. We were talking to each other on Facebook sitting next to each other and Steven's like are you guys messaging each other I'm like yeah <laughs> woo um i forget what we were watching and then it got to the point at the end of the night i was getting ready for bed and i just like took off my bra and left it in the the bathroom she came out she's like that is a really cute bra i'm like oh my god i'm i got it here and steven's like i'm out i'm done bye <laughs> and uh, we ended up doing the show, and it was a really, really weird <laughs> experience because Tia what? reacted the to live the hypnotist. televised hypnotism was weird. The, oh, see, but also like she got like all she got all teared up, and like it was when she had that really big hair, and it was really blonde. Um, she did full makeup, and I went with no makeup, a hoodie. And I didn't even bother doing my hair. It was super curly at the time. I did not react to the hypnotist, but Tia did. Mm. And uh, so that's kind of how we bonded. I'm like, hey, remember when we were on live television? And she's like, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but <laughs> since then, um, I don't I don't remember what that was. But I'm like, we were both kind of humiliated on live television. So that was great. And I don't know why I didn't wear fucking makeup on television. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Tia's great, but there was that initial thing, like, and I've talked about it before, where I'm like, you're just too nice. I can't trust nice. Mm -hmm. Nice hasn't worked out for me in the past. And she's like, yeah, but I'm not, like, always nice. I'm nice to you because I respect you. I'm like, oh, there's something to digest, is that I immediately took nice as, like, you need something from me, and I don't trust it. Like, that's my own bag, and why am I putting that on you? I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, like, I forget what it was. Like, you two started hanging out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they've always hung out. Wait, that doesn't sound right. Because uh, <laughs> I've known Tia for over a decade. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird um, that it just kind of came together uh, the way that it has, and now she's just such a huge, like, I can't imagine my life without her. Um, 
Aww. so this move has been very difficult. Uh, <laughs> but uh, dude, I—I yeah. I mean, you've built up so much. Just seeing, just in the okay, because we're, we're talking about aesthetic of a rogue hero. You, I've only known you for what six, about six, seven years, and. Just in that time, thinking about it, because, you know, I asked you to be on the show, and then I'm like, when did I meet Felicia? And just thinking about your journey just in the relatively same field as me, like, think about how much you've accomplished just since you started, you know, with your with your uh, little callback uh, from Colleen and all that. Just think about how much you've done in that amount of time. And Jesus, fuck, if you're not proud of yourself, I'll be proud of you <laughs> for you. Thank you. I, I mean, I really and so, <laughs> am. I it's it's a strange thing to think about though because it's so um I don't know. I I I don't talk about it a, a whole lot, but I had a really tough childhood. My family uh was a very difficult family to grow up in, and I grew up with people who I saw consistently doing self-destructive things. And Mm-hmm. I I lost what at the time felt like a lot of time, but I've always just felt like I'm the clock is ticking and I just do not have the time to waste. I have got to get out there and I've got to accomplish these things and I've got to follow these dreams that I had that kept me on a path to uh, being the person that I am now. Uh, just because I saw so many mistakes around me uh, that mm-hmm. I've always just had this drive. Uh, and so it is, it, it's overwhelming sometimes to just sit and think and be like, I I don't know. I just decided at some point that this, like, I don't know, you just like point out the star and be like, I'm getting that. And um, yeah. I'm just too stubborn to quit. So I don't know. I feel like, it's my uh, it's a blessing and a curse because it does mean that as soon as I get the thing, I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Um, and I'm learning to just sort of sit with uh, with what I have now and be mindfully happy in the moment instead of constantly thinking about like, OK, cool. Well, I did that. Now what? Um, it's like right. now just like sit here and be chill with that. Uh, for five seconds, please. Um, but it's so much of it came from this just sort of, I don't know, it, it felt like survival for a really long time. Um, and now learning to let your happiness walk with you instead of always being a few steps ahead uh, is mm-hmm. weird. It's uh, and it's very difficult. <laughs> I understand that. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked casually about some of the things that, uh, you know, just as a kid, you don't realize are a thing until you get older. You're like, wait, not everyone deals with this. Yeah. Um, But it's uh, for a while it I always likened it to jumping from one lily pad to the next, because if you stay too long in one, eventually it's not going to support your weight. So why stay? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and did that with relationships as well. But there, uh, at some point, there's a difference between doing something because it l- really brings you joy, and doing something despite, uh, <laughs> so, to spite someone else. It's uh, that's enmeshment. That's not going to do you any good. Um, uh, you're still, even though you're rebelling, you're still being dictated by 
the like what someone else or a circumstance is, you know, telling you to do. So you have to just at some point, I think there there's just hmm, trying to think of how to put this well. Does it bring you joy? Yes, but sometimes it's knowing how difficult it is and then seeing that amazing support system that you've built for yourself and go and being grateful for that and taking a beat and stepping back and being like this isn't a lily pad. This is a fucking stage. There are just different points. There's upstage, downstage, but it's all still my fucking stage. You can't not you can't get off stage. So, where's your spotlight? And who are the supporting characters? Oh, I love that. And it's it's so true. I it's something that I think I'm critical of now because I did uh, start off with that sort of I'll show you attitude mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, toward people who were doubters. And I've tried really hard. Um, I had like a light bulb moment a few years ago uh, in realizing that the people who were skeptical that I could find success weren't skeptical because they don't think I'm great. Uh, it's because they had never seen it done. Uh, they yeah. they just couldn't. So now instead of I'll show you, I try to say I'll, I'll show you. Like it is possible. And if I can have it, even if it's not specifically like career related, but if you know, I I talk to my niece all the time, and when she says, like, I'm lonely, I wish I had friends like you have. I say, well, you see that mm-hmm. I have this. You see, I have worked hard for this group. I have I've built this family that I was not born into, and you can have it too, and I'm proof. But you have to put in the work. You have to love yourself, and you have to, uh, you know, hold yourself to that certain standard of how you will be treated, what you'll accept. Um, and it's it's really freeing to uh, to not be held in by anger, but instead uh, sort of strive to, to educate where you can yeah. rather than, uh, than to denigrate. And, it, you know, there are some people that do, uh, that are, are just mean, uh, are <laughs> doubters, are naysayers, and they've got their own stuff. You know, none of that has anything to do with you. Um, but it's still hurtful, and you don't have to put up with that. But if you're walking around with just sort of the <laughs> the clinch fist in your heart, uh, you're not open to all the good things you could be having, and they're they're actively robbing your joy. Yeah. I I mean, that's, what was it, that whole thing, like, uh, oh, they're living rent-free. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm very stingy about uh, my space, so you can be angry at something. There's, what was it, uh, that you're overreacting. I'm like, no, this is how I'm reacting. This is me reacting. This is not an overreaction. This is how I fucking react. You can do that, but that doesn't mean you need to stay in that place. There are things, obviously, that are triggers for people and, um, and people are triggers. I mean, there are certain people that, uh, like, it, it takes forever to just kind of own up to the fact, like, I really, like, by all standards and all narratives that I grew up with, this relationship should not be this way because I've done all of the work. I've done this. So why aren't I getting that? 
Um, and at some point, it's like a, I have to make a decision here. Uh, do I stay with this? And just because I'm stubborn enough to say, like, no, I will get the result that I desire, or know when to be like, I can change what I want, or I can walk away. Both mm-hmm. of those are much healthier than holding on to something that I know I'm not going to achieve. Oh, I love that. It's a, a mental trick that I do because I was, um, I also got that big mom energy because I was raised to be a caregiver, um, to be, uh, it, in my family, it was sort of, if you were stable, it was your responsibility to clean up the messes of the unstable, um, you know, because you know better. Yeah. Um, and so I came out of that with a lot of uh, sort of just warped uh, expectations of responsibility. And I would, you know, say, well, this is happening to this person because of their choices. I have to fix it. And instead, what I do now is if I find myself going through that, I replace have to with choose to. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I am choosing to take on this problem and it gives a personal accountability and also, uh, illuminates the fact that there is another choice, which is to not do that. I always have the choice to change those patterns. Uh, and it's like, I, I don't have all the answers. I still, you know, we all got stuff. We all have negative traits and we all have bad loops that we're stuck in so i don't want anybody listening to be like you know you've got it all figured this out is the one way yeah yeah um but it is possible and like having that accountability and having people in your life who want to be around you uh not because of what you can do for them uh was so huge to me i didn't know that was a thing and it turns out it is. It's crazy. So if you needed to hear that, <laughs> it there are people out there who will just love you and like you. Like, what? That's crazy. It's insane. Nobody tells you. <laughs> no, no. And to that, it's, uh, yeah, for me, for the longest time, it's, uh, well, the second someone's told me that they have a problem, I know about it. So if I'm not doing anything to fix it, I'm part of the problem like no girl like it's just something they maybe wanted to talk about i'm like oh god how do i fix this for them like (laughs) no uh, just listen sometimes it's just a matter of wanting them to listen but yeah you uh there is no one right way to do anything and just thinking about oh god uh who i was 10 years ago i'm like oh my god i thought i was so cocky but also that's the thing with age is um Seeing newer performers or younger performers, they're like, oh, well, this is the way that I've been taught how to do this. And rather than be like, well, it's fucking wrong for me to go, oh, I remember thinking that (laughs) you're going to have a very fun journey. And then you just kind of fade away into the mist. (laughs) I love that. Just the... (laughs) Is that an Alec Guinness, uh, just, you know, Obi-Wan, just uh, <laughs> force mm. ghost away? <laughs> just like, oh, I will <laughs> that, check on oh. you again, young Padawan. And, you know, and there is somebody else somewhere looking at you wherever you are on your journey and thinking the same thing. Like, oh, sweet summer child. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> gosh. But, yeah, it's 
I don't know. And it's it's been, a, again, a really powerful thing that I've learned uh, over the last decade or so uh, that Tia Ballard helped teach me um, is that if you immediately come in and fix something for someone, uh, you are robbing them of the opportunity for personal growth. Uh, if you. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, if you show up every time somebody's car has a flat tire and you change the tire while they sit in the car. They're never going to learn how to change the tire. They're just going to know that when it breaks, someone else will fix it. Um, And you're taking away an empowerment, uh, a capability. And so I try to think of that uh, as a good way to reroute my brain that just says, like, I'll do it. Just let me get my hands on it and I'll make it better. Um, It's like, no, no, you can't. I mean, you could, but you shouldn't. Uh, So choose better. I'm that way personally, like sometimes or most of the time, if I don't, unless it's something very complicated that I'll only have to deal with once or like, hey, you need a new da-da-da for your car. Like, oh, let me figure out how to do this on my own. I mean, like, wait, I can pay you and you can fix that and it's going to be never a problem again. Yeah, I'll give you the money. But sometimes, (laughs) uh, like, I'm prepping uh, to go elk hunting with Steven and he's like, oh, well, I'll take care of that. I'm like, what if you won't be there for that? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what if you are focused on the hunt and I've got to do this on my own? He's like, well, that probably won't happen. I'm like, but what if it does? And <laughs> I won't know how to do it. Uh, so teach me how to do it. He's like, well, I mean, we can focus on like, teach me how to do it or I'm not going. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I am trying to do the. I'm like forcing people to, I'm like, just tell me how to do it. They're like, I'll just do it for you. I'm like, no. Tell me how to do it or lead me to like a YouTube channel, something. But uh, like, it's not a matter of like, I don't want to have to rely on you. But that's a beautiful thing about Steven. And he's like, well, if I can do it for you, I want to be able to do that for you. And I'm like, and I love you for that. But (laughs) I want to know how to do it myself. (laughs) Like, okay, I can respect that. But. Uh, yeah, I, I get that, too. Or sometimes as an actor, like if if it's like take seven and they're not getting it, like I hate giving you a read, but I feel like you're you're stuck in a read at this point and we're running out of time. Say it like this and like <laughs> like this and like, yes, I'm sorry that I had to straight up just give you a read, but blah, 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 blah. moving on. Don't think about it too much. I know you're going to already and you already are, uh, but <laughs> just move Gosh. on. Yeah. And uh, man, that's one of those things that is so sort of controversial. And I do think that, and you know, it's one of those things I try not to, uh, like, as a director, do it. Uh, But sometimes, like, as an actor, I'm like, please just tell me. Please throw me a lifeline. I am dying here. I'm clearly not getting it. Help me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, like, that's it. It's like, I don't care. I mean, I would prefer if you didn't do it for every line. That can be a little frustrating. It's like you just, oh, you just wanted me to say this the way you would say it, but with my voice. That's what I'm here for. Um, But like just in general, whatever tool you can give me for like if you're if you're happy, Jeremy, if you like it, I love it. Like, (laughs) let's just get to where we're going. Uh, Gosh, especially now with the. The like dubbing schedules and stuff. It's sometimes it just needs must. You know, the director knows the entire show. They've, you know, they're 
I'm the first one in to record and I've got like one cue and they just need to make sure they get me to say it these three different ways in case the other people around me say it a different way. Just tell me what those ways are. Let's just go. Um, Let's just go. Like, hey, you know what you want. That's great. Again, like if it's a whole like, oh, I'm just the puppet. Like, that's weird. But uh, (laughs) yeah, like just. Or for or like stepping out of my comfort zone, like, hey, I know this is this isn't uh, in my wheelhouse, so I'll definitely be relying on you more. And like for a director to be like, oh, I'm not used to someone telling me that. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, you're here. This is your baby. I'm babysitting it. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to raise it. <laughs> All right. Like, it's not my job. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, one of the first times I did Walla for Fairy Tale um, with Tyler. There were these, like, mm-hmm. flying snake things and, like, oh, is the strawberry squirrels. That's what it was. That, I don't know. It's Fairy Tale. <laughs> but uh, I remember being the first one in and, like, they didn't really have a sound in the J. And he was like, cool, so you're going to be one of those. And I was like, okay, what do they sound like? And he said. Uh, that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly how that sounded with Tyler too. <laughs> like, oh my god! We're like, I know th- that was sarcasm, but I took that as like a oh, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's another thing is uh, even though I am really fluent in sarcasm, it's hard sometimes to uh, I didn't realize the entire like first two years I knew Bevins that he never meant a single thing he ever said to me. Um, <laughs> like it was all sarcasm. And it came to light because there was um, there was a show that came out uh, Carnival. And I love to do uh, little creatures. And he had me in. I was these sheep, these robo sheep and these bunnies. And they said, bah, and they said, hop. And I loved them. Uh, and then the uh, the show came out and I wasn't, there was like an error and I wasn't listed in the credits. And so I thought, oh, maybe they, did they take me out or what happened? So I went to talk to him about it. And I was like, is that still me? And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool. Well, can I, can I like post about it? Can I talk about it? And he said, no. And I said, what? And he said, no. And I said, okay. And I didn't talk about that show for like another year because I thought he was serious. And it wasn't until we were working on uh, Devil is a Part-Timer that I brought it up because I was like, I, I've worked with you enough to get you now. Did you really mean? And he was like, of course I didn't. Are you what? But it took like two He does not get it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I interned. I interned with him. So it was like me watching him going like, wow, a lot of things upset this guy. Uh, and then for people to be like, yeah, you're like the female Bevins. I'm like, that really upsets me. <laughs> but then it's like like him and I like talking to each other. I'm like, if you if, if there was just one more person in this, like in this room, they'd be like, oh, my God, these people hate each other. But I'm like, no, that's the way we talk to each other. Oh, my um, gosh. He is so lovely. You don't too. get like, it. It's brimming with affection. Um, but he's yeah, like one just... of the most loyal, chilled, like friends. Like he is like friend that will like go to war for you but like you just have to speak bevins yeah 
Or um yeah, there was a I didn't I didn't I still to this day really don't know Alison Victorin, but we we like since I mean she's got such a killer child voice, mm-hmm. and honestly, depending on the the character description, her just natural voice can work for both a boy and a girl. And I'm like, oh Jesus, like I want to hate you, but you're also just so nice. Uh, but it was for the Legend of Arslan, and or Arlen uh, Arslan. Yes, that's yeah. more right. But um. Uh, we did a walla, and it was me, her, and Brina. And the boys that we were playing didn't have names, and we don't last very long because it's Legend of Arslan. And, uh, like, it's like, all right, Allison, you're going to be... Oh, let me get my Bevan. So, all right, Allison, you're going to be uh, child A. Brina, you're going to be child B. Terry, you're going to be child C. And then he went, huh. Uh, a is for Allison. B is for Brina. And I went, what's the C for? And I went, wait, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> And he went, <laughs> you finally get it. Like, like yeah. <laughs> but of course, like, Allison's like, that was really mean of him. I'm like, no, no, no. She's like, oh, wait, it's Bevins. It's Bevins. Never yes. mind. Uh, she <laughs> like, is yeah. fabulous. Um, <laughs> one of my earliest um, directing assignments was, uh, I was assistant directing for Mike, Um which was also like once I learned to read him, the world was brighter. But it was it was difficult for me in the beginning. Um, I used to say it was like working for the Dread Pirate Roberts. Just nice work, Felicia. I'll most likely kill you in the morning. Um, and it's really just that he he has very uh, high standards and he wants to empower you. He wants to make sure that you can succeed anywhere with those standards. Um, so it was oh, just yeah. strange oh. in the beginning. He was uh, uh, he was a producer of mine for a while. Yeah, he he yeah. is that way. Yes, I get that. Well, by the time you directed me, I thought you were fabulous and very confident. Oh, thank you. I, a lot of it was faking. Um, but <laughs> but honestly, like once I once I like once he started signing off on things and you know being like this show is yours and stuff, I figured if if it you know, passed the mic test. Like, there was nowhere I could go where anyone would be unhappy. Uh, So that was really empowering. But uh, I worked uh, for him on a show called Barakamon, and the two leads were uh, Allison Victorin and Rob McCollum, and they both could uh, almost exclusively only record at night. So that was most of my night schedule was the two of them. And it's just, like, the most cushy plush intro job I could have ever asked for like they were both just playing in their (laughs) wheelhouses the show was adorable and heartfelt and wonderful and I felt like half the time like I don't know why I'm here like I don't know what you need me for (laughs) except I scroll I scroll the script you could get a wireless mouse to do that but no one tell them that um but she was just fabulous and uh lovely and kind and so funny so funny um uh i just love her to bits she's a long uh, way to go to say i adore allison victor (laughs) no she's she's phenomenal i uh one of the things i interned on was um I feel like I, I was kind of like lost because everyone kept talking about uh, how amazing she was. But I was the first thing I interned on was uh, a case closed movie. And everyone just kept talking about they're like, it's a shame Allison, you know, isn't here. I'm like, is Allison dead? I 
uh, and what it was is she happened to be pregnant at the time and on bed rest. And I'm like, can you imagine that now being on bed rest and like, cool, let's just put this microphone right in your fucking face. You can still record. I'm like, oh, my God, probably. <laughs> but they probably still would. But um, so I didn't get to meet her till like many years later, I think, when I was holding auditions for or something. I forget. But like, it's that one thing where it's very similar to the Tia thing where like, you're very nice what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, actually nothing. She's just a pleasant person. But that, uh, like, oh, am I doing anything? Do I need to be here? That happened a lot with most of my first couple of gigs, especially like if it was like Colleen or Tatum, where Tatum's like also helping me like as a director and actor, where like, am I just the scroll bitch? (laughs) I'm like, oh no, sometimes you can add a word, but I'm going to tell you what those words are. So yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. But then uh, to get to Mike, where Mike always wants an answer. He's like, why did you make this choice? I'm like, "Uh, I just liked it. He's like, okay, just as long as you can stand by your decisions. I'm like, what does that mean? Uh, (laughs) uh, What did I do wrong? He's like, you didn't do anything wrong. Just calm down. Yes. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So funny. (laughs) I, uh, Colleen, I had, uh, I was... ADing for Mike again. Was, he was like on vacation or something uh, last year and we were working on a like a one piece special and I had just like four hours of Colleen as Luffy. And I was like, really? Do you need me? <laughs> I don't. No one like I just nod sometimes. <laughs> well, see, yeah, I um, I was nervous. And, and actually, anytime for a while there when Colleen would direct me. I'd be like, Uh, she actually got to the point. She's like, all right, you're a tough ass bitch. Like, why? I'm like, I'm not terrified of you, but there's something about you that's just really intimidating. I don't. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, And uh, then we happened to be doing Rin Dada's Namasane at the same time that Tatum was scheduled to be, you know, the lead in, like, season three of Spice and Wolf. So he's like, it's only night recording, and I'm supposed to be the director of this, but at the same time, we're also recording Spice and Wolf. Uh, this is well before simul dubbing. Um, he's like, so I need, I need you to assist and direct, and I know that you know the show. So we get in there, and... Um, uh, he's like, it's mostly going to be Colleen, and uh, I got to tell you... Um, keep Colleen out of her God voice. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, she just has her her very beautiful God voice that, you know, works for basically every character she does, but I need her to be vulnerable and I need you to keep her in that vulnerable state. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, so, like, everyone's like, oh, Colleen's really, really easy. But by that point, I'm like, well, it's a, hey, that sounded great. Um, could, uh, but right now, I feel like something else is happening in the scene with Rin. Uh, can you play up the subtlety? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. But, like, the second I would turn off the mic, I'd, like, look at the engineer, like, oh, my God, what if she hates me? <laughs> Dude, calm down. But then it went from, like, that to, like, a couple of episodes later. She's like, all right, yeah, let's get this. I'm like, actually, give me that reaction again. 
uh, you wouldn't be able to breathe at this point. Because remember, you've been sliced up. Your lungs, like, don't work. Mm-hmm. Don't make that vocal. I want that guttural. And she's like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh, yay. I'm confident now. Now that blood's in the scene. Woo. But, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, but you just don't too, know. She <laughs> also, um, for me, like, she brought me in and she really supported me. And she, I mean, I, the things that I have been able to accomplish, I've been able to accomplish because of Colleen. Um, I'm eternally mm-hmm. thankful to her. Um, she just was such a champion for me. And so that sort of weighed in. I, it was my own, that thing that we were talking about earlier is that I sort of built her up into this perfect person, this, uh, you know, just wonderful benefactor. Uh, and she's also like a big nerd. And really funny and <laughs> she wry. really is. <laughs> and like in she is in control of herself. Like she is a boss. And there's all this wonderful uh human stuff too. But it was so difficult to remember that for a while because it was just like I I just you're like we're collaborating here, but you are someone who helped give me my start and now you're like watching me do my job and I just want you to not think I do bad think I good please (laughs) Um, (laughs) please um yeah approve uh so I get it's just so difficult sometimes when you have somebody and like you can work them up because they're so amazing they're talented and they're just so good and then you're just like I can't I don't know how to person with you oh no (laughs) <laughs> but then I guess like that that's age now sometimes because T and I were talking about that I think when I was recording oh god I forget what I was recording there's something that she was directing and um she was like someone came in earlier and was like I grew up listening to you I'm like oh god what is what does that feel like she's like it feels really weird because I feel like I just started I'm like I think that's a better place to be than I've seen it all. It's like, yeah, fair enough. Like, uh, and that's what I I learned with like even Monica. I'm like, oh yeah, I was always like so confused why you wanted to be friends. She's like, because you're awesome, and I'm like, yeah, but like, look at all that you've accomplished compared to what I've accomplished. She's like, I don't give a fuck about that. I think that's very important that mm-hmm. I don't like. Let me learn from you. Wait. Uh, wait. W- work life and personal value are separate metrics? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, I just hear the door shut, the car drive off. Yeah. Alicia? Uh, <laughs> I got to talk to Graham about this now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Some say she's still walking. Yeah. Some, some, uh, and she sounds amazing <laughs> gosh this is one of our we have so many bits but that's one we uh I, I read about the opening day of disneyland which was already like just this huge thing um one of the the guys the conductors of the disneyland train crashed it on day one what? broke the train <laughs> crashed the train and he just walked away he just wa- opened the cabin, walked out of the park, and because it was before cell phones, he's just disappeared. And so that's our. <laughs> Some say he's still walking, um, but that I just think is one of the most baller moves ever. Is he just well, time to go, and <laughs> you just go. Just 
<laughs> That's it for wind. me. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I thought you were talking about like insight. Like, what was one? And I've responded to you on Twitter. No one ever gets it but you. The but like whatever you're about to say, and then it gets quiet, and then the next person has to go on Mars. On Mars. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the delay, so we said that at the same time. But uh, I love it so much. My whole life is is shtick. It's all a very long, elaborate bit. Um, So same. Uh, I was really, I was really quiet and just laying on the couch, and I like rolled up because Stephen's like, "Hey, what should we have with this fish?" I'm like, "We should have, um, we should have a vegetable." And he went, "What about broccoli?" And it gets quiet as I'm rolling off the couch and I go, Bracala. And he's like, I'm sorry? I'm like, oh, uh, it's a Dana Carvey sketch. And he's like, okay. I'm like, everything's a reference to something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bracala. Well, oh my gosh, we hit the credits like nothing. So you were 100% right, where it's just like, ah, that stupid screen, whatever. But I, uh, as we're. <laughs> As we wind down, um, dude, I it seems like despite the lockdown and the the funkiness that you're keeping pretty busy, but uh, you are making time for yourself and for your dude, and I hope that you're doing okay. And I'm really, really glad that I got to basically just hang out and watch a movie with you. Same. I I was so looking forward to this. So. Uh... Like, we can just, I saw what it suggested next. Let's keep this party going. Let's just keep it rolling. Um, but no, yeah. You are now I, uh, into hour eight. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good on on the whole. Um, and I really am excited to have had this uh, strange opportunity to sort of refocus and um, figure out, like, how to be creative in other ways too that are fulfilling. I'm I'm doing more. Uh, I've always loved to sing, but I was always really nervous about it. I'm doing more stuff with that. Um, I am also writing a a short uh, book, so hopefully I'll have that <gasps> finished. Um, I send you a link. It'll be oh my god, we got to talk about that more. Yeah. Yes. yes. Um, it's one of those things where uh, it's. It's still so natal that I'm I, I don't talk about it too much, but I'm I got really uh, excited by an idea last year. And so I've been working on this like kid story, but um, it's it's kind of a kid story in the way that The Hobbit is a kid story <laughs> where <laughs> I realize like I think I'm gonna have to have a glossary in the back because I've gone too far. Um but yeah, so I'm I'm doing that and I'm also learning to just veg out sometimes like I watch a ton of TV like too much like probably an unhealthy amount like the the amount that they warned us as kids would rot our brains that amount of television. Um and yeah, we're all just coping as best we can and uh I I can't wait to see everybody on the other side. There will definitely be a trip uh back to Texas to see everybody and uh It'll probably be around the time for pool parties. So, ooh, well, I will keep that in mind. Um, and by like pool parties for me, I'm like, cool. I will be inside with the food, waiting for you guys to come in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the palest person, like in Texas, says. But uh, no, thank you again so much for being on the show and for letting us uh, letting us talk about everything and nothing all at the same time. But uh, I will. 
end the episode by just saying that I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves and uh, don't be too hard on yourself. And with that, this is typically where a closer would go. But uh, yeah. Yay! 